I'm a communicator. I'm a storyteller. So I'm very audience participation. I'm going to ask you a question in a sec. And I just want you to shout out the answer. Fact. America has unprecedented wealth, prosperity, opportunities, medical, technological advances. Problem. We are the most unhappy people in the history of humankind. So here's your question. Why? For George Clooney's home phone number, why? Terry <laughs> Cade 310. <clears throat> Come on, interactive here. What'd you say? No challenge. No bill sessions. That's a symptom. That's not the cause. Ooh, you're so stinking close. But give me more. Oh, you're all close, but you're, you're circling it. That's not the core issue. Did you say global warming? <laughs> what? Overworked. You and I need to talk later. That's why, exactly, exactly. I want you to be present, be here, be now. Um, okay, the answer is da, 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 da. So I got a congressman telling me to come up to the microphone. I have to obey. Still in the Navy. No. <laughs> Priorities, right? That's is your name Kevin? Kent, yeah. Kent. We Kent. met last night, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm Kent Werner. I'm at uh, Johns Hopkins in Baltimore. Uh, I'm also a dad of two kids. And Okay, uh, now, you got to make this quick. I have a very little amount of time, I'm just going to say. What's the answer? The answer is you spend too much time doing the wrong things. Ooh. It's because we don't know our own story. We don't pay attention to our own lives anymore. We're not introspective anymore. We have collective ADHD as a culture. Do you agree? We don't know what we believe. We don't know our beliefs, which are based on our early memories and experiences. And we have no clue what our true values are anymore. The cause, I think, Maria, is the media. The media is invasive, incessant. I know, I feel like a Judas up here. It, Sam, work with me here. It's because we live in homes without walls. The media is invasive, incessant, intrusive, and biased. Uh, so, and also, Ralph Nader told me something really cool one time. He said that uh, corporations have become our families. I agree with that, don't you, Tori? Because nobody's home anymore. And the corporations, of course, are trying to sell us their materialistic stuff with the promise of it'll make us happier when all it does is make us feel empty, ennui, and unsatisfied. So I'm going to, because we are here to share ideas and stories, I have an idea. I'm going to ask you while you're here, and when you're listening to everybody else's stories, I'm going to ask you to start thinking about what the heck is your story. In other words, what are your beliefs based on your memories and experiences, and what do you really value? And the reason this is important is any kind of success for you all without personal fulfillment is still, come on, Barry Sheck, failure. Yeah? It's like he who has the most toys wins. No. He's the one who's happy, wins. Now, I'll tell you mine, if you'll tell me yours. I think intimacy is, 
into me you see. So here's how you go about figuring out. You like that, Ed? When I, when I said, I'll show you mine if you'll show me yours, I didn't mean anything bad, Susan. I'm just talking about just to get you started while you're taking a walk on the beach, being introspective. I'm going to ask you, Frank, to start thinking about what are your beliefs. For instance, my mom is a sort of source of great unhappiness for me. She's never told me she loves me. She never uh, says she's proud of me. No birthday cards, no Christmas cards, zero zip zilch. So because it was making me unhappy, I started to look at her story. I kind of became a detective. Barbara's a psychologist. She knows how important this is. I went back to my family of origin and looked at my mom. <gasps> when she was 11, her mom went in the bathroom and shot her dad. And then her mom, my grandmother, left town the next day with her lover. Big whoops. So, of course, mom is left to be raised by her grandmother in a whole zoo of misfit adults. So I give my mom a break. I mean, I could put you all out of business if people would start doing this work, Barbara. If you start, you know, sort of being a casual observer and step back and start figuring out what your beliefs are, how you got here, what your early memories and experiences were, what makes you tick. And then I was so curious, I went back to my grandfather, found out, I even looked at the death certificate, found out that when he was seven, his daddy locked the doors and windows, turned the gas on and tried to kill him. He was seven and his little seven, five-year-old brother, and he hung himself. There was nothing that my granddaddy at the time could do, but uh, he did see his dad hanging from the rafter. So, okay, newsflash. All behavior is driven by emotion. It's not how smart you are. It's not your IQ, it's your EQ. And I'm here because I want you to start figuring out how to live from within instead of being followers following followers. Some of the folks I know in the media have been pretending so long, they've forgotten they're pretending. They're impersonating themselves out there. So I actually looked at my personality too. Um, anybody here firstborns? See? I wrote in my book, How to Have a Breakthrough Instead of a Breakdown, about birth order. The vast majority of U.S. presidents and CEOs are firstborns. And a lot of people in the media, too. So my daddy was a good old country guy, smoked unfiltered camels, drove a pickup truck, read Mickey Spillane, ran a gas station, went fishing and hunting. Never told me he approved or loved me, because he just didn't know how. It was that generation. So that's why I became a communicator. Chris, talking about communicating. <laughs> that's why I became a communicator. And a lot of my girlfriends, Dolly Parton, I've seen Dolly naked, um, <laughs> Reba McIntyre. I'll tell you later, Scott. Let's just say she has tattoos and the butterflies are symbol. But the reason I got my personality was based in large part because I needed attention and approval from a very dysfunctional 
unhappy and communicative family. So that's how you get your beliefs. They're based on your early memories and experiences, David. Your earliest, because that's the foundation. And you still may be using all these behavioral patterns that aren't working for you anymore. So you got to figure out your beliefs. Okay, your values. Your values are what matters to you and what's really your priority, what really uh, is important to you. So flash forward now. I'm in my early 20s. I'm living off the Sunset Strip. And uh, I have two babies. The night before my senior year of high school, and I was a town good girl. I was 17, played piano at church, made straight A's, colored within the lines, kept my room clean. You know the type. Uh, night before my senior year, they call it date rape now, but an older boy in town had come by, got me pregnant the first time I ever had sex because I was left alone, first time in my life, to raise my siblings as the oldest. I was left alone because they'd taken my little brother who was dying of Hodgkin's to a hospital out of state. So this older boy had come by, gotten me pregnant. Uh, nine months later, on graduation night, on graduation night, Mary, I give birth to Winona Ellinger. What are the chances to the day? So that was my first life lesson. I figured out because I gave birth, that boy had left town without, we never heard from him again. Brian died, my little brother. Mommy and Daddy got a divorce because of all the turmoil. I was the town scandal. So that was my first big milestone. That was my first big, you know, personal ground zeros are what strip us down and make us feel and start living real. Those are your milestones and your turning points. You get the test first and the lesson comes later. I hate when that happens. But my test was that change is the true nature of the world. Can you dig it? I love what Mark Twain said. That uh, the only human being that welcomes change is a wet baby. <laughs> but Darwin said that the one that survives any species is the one that's willing to be flexible, adaptable, and resilient. So my lesson was my first big lesson and milestone and uh, turning point was that I'm very resilient now. That's why I'm still here. Been kicked in the face a lot, and I'm still here. And I'm actually the happiest I've ever been. So that was my big life lesson. Now, flash forward, I'm, I'm about 22. I'm living off the Sunset Strip in Hollyweird. <laughs> Over materialistic, phony, baloney, superficial. Um, and I'm working minimum wage jobs, patted on the butt and paid in pennies. Have to go on welfare for uh, health coverage for a little while known nationally. I'm divorced. Taking them to the pediatrician with 104 temperature on the city bus. Everybody should ride the city bus once in a while, don't you think? So, I have no self-respect and no self-esteem. So we attract what we feel worthy of in life, right? I attracted an ex-con on heroin. He beat me. Almost killed me one night. I'm smarter than I act. But that night was when I started figuring out my values. I really became a detective in my life, Gert. 
And I realized what matters to me were Winona and Ashley Judd, getting an education, so I put myself through nursing school because I wanted to be a healer, and being of service. I think service is the work of the soul, and we have to have purpose. So now, when I look at my values, I realize that's why I'm a social activist for women's rights. I believe in education over welfare. Best place to find a helping hand is da -da 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 -da, the end of your own arm. And that's why I work for health care reform. I used to be head nurse in ICU. I see you. When I signed with RCA Records, I was 37. I'd never had medical coverage. I'd never had a savings account. I had never had, I didn't know what a credit card was. I'd never had a car whose primary code wasn't Bondo. So now I work on behalf of the 45 million Americans who don't have health coverage. So what I'm asking you to do while you're with your poopsie whoopsie staring at the ocean tonight is to start thinking about what is your story what were your beliefs, your early memories and experiences? And it's kind of like that night that this, I was at the police station of this guy, this ex-con almost killed me. And I started realizing, you know, this ain't working. Shoot. So I realized you got to figure out what doesn't work for you. I love what uh, Michelangelo said when they asked him how in the world he created David, the magnificent sculpture. And he said... I just got rid of everything that wasn't David. So my big turning point, my big life lesson to find my values was start figuring out what doesn't work for you and realize you have choices. I had been broke and Mayo Clinic told me I had three years to live one time. Ha <laughs> ha. And I figured out you have to be flexible and you have to realize you have choices. So I'll leave you with this thought. It's like what Elizabeth Taylor said to her seven husbands. Uh, sure, I won't keep you long. <laughs> I love what Ben Carson said last night. I'm so proud to call him one of my favorite people and a friend. He said that he wants you all to love one another. I'm going to take it a step back, and I'm going to remind you, you can't give what you don't have. So I'm going to ask you to start paying attention and learn to love yourself, figure out your beliefs, what makes you tick, because emotions drive your behavior, not your intellect, and figure out your values. Because success without personal happiness is still failure. <laughs>